0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leaves podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck, follow the show as well, at Locked On Leaves. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. All right, folks, game two of 56 going down tonight. We got a back-to-back, our first back-to-back, one of eight Going down this weekend, and it's the Battle of Ontario. It hasn't been too too great over the last uh, little bit. Last fifteen years there has been a lot of lulls. Whether it was the Leafs not being too too good for you know the late two thousands, early twenty tens, and then the last five years when the Leafs have been one of the best teams in the league, the Ottawa Senators have been stinkers. But I do think that this rivalry is starting to heat up. I really do think that what the Ottawa Senators did this offseason really gave them a good step forward to putting together a solid product, and I really, you know, as much as I want the Maple East to be the best team here in Canada and in the league, I think it's always healthy to have good rivalries with the Ottawa Senators, and that's exactly what I think we're going to have this weekend. And realistically, when you play someone nine times, it's going to create a rivalry regardless. And Ottawa is a tough team to play against. Man, they are they are a pain in the ass. You've got guys like Brady Kachuk, Connor Brown. Um, you know, just some real pests out there that are going to just you know go hard into the boards. Are going to lay the body, play a physical style of hockey game, and it's going to be a good one though. I think the Maple Leafs are are going to be up to the task, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so for today's podcast, though, we do um you know a preview show where we are going to be joined by our friends over at locked on senators with brandon pillar and ross levitan so without further ado let's get to the show and i believe it's ross kicking things off well it is absolutely overdue a
1: battle of ontario on deck and not only one how about a double dip friday and saturday in the nation's capital and no leaf fans are allowed in the building i'm joined with brandon pillar and mikey de stefano from locked on leaf boys how are we doing we've got a huge set on the weekend pilsey we'll start with you
2: well, I'm a little jealous of Mikey. He's already got game one under the books and a win nonetheless. But we are so fired up. Over 300 days to get to Sens hockey. And you couldn't write it any better than Sens Leafs in Ottawa. No Leafs fans. I love that.
1: <laughs> Mikey, what uh, What can the Leafs do here? They're building on an overtime win, a little cross ice as we call it, the Chell cheat goal, the two-on-one Tavares to Riley for the overtime winner. How are they going to build on that heading into the weekend?
0: Yeah, I think uh, first is to, you know, the fact that there's not going to be any fans in the building uh, is going to be interesting for you guys because, I mean, usually you're used to playing away games, at home when it comes to playing against the Maple Leafs. Uh, no man. Last night, pretty pretty decent outing, I would say. I think uh, they didn't go out there and dominate as much as maybe I thought they were going to, but there were some things that I definitely liked from them, and, and what I've been preaching, and what I'm sure you guys who haven't been able to, to watch hockey, and you know the Senators as a whole hasn't played a game in over 300 days, is this is the first game action in a long time, and there was no preseason games whatsoever. So the first couple Weeks, I'm kind of chalking it up to to kind of preseason. It's going to be a little sloppy. There's going to be some some mental errors, some mistakes that are going to be made. We saw that happen yesterday a little bit, and I think we'll also see it happen throughout the course of the weekend. But overall, uh, man, it was just nice to to get hockey back up and running, and uh, getting the W while we're at it uh, felt great.
2: Yeah, Mike, I want to ask you a, a situation where the Sens and Leafs are kind of similar is this offseason, they picked up a lot of veteran talent on both sides. How did you think uh, the new veteran guys did like Simmons, Thornton? How did they look for you out there?
0: I think Wayne Simmons, Like we've been talking about it here within Toronto Radio all day long and whether or not that fight that he had really energized the group. They were down 3-1 and Simmons goes out and drops mitts with Ben Sherratt and next thing you know it, uh, a few minutes later the the Leafs are leading, or it's tied, sorry, 3-3 heading into the period so uh, I think that Wayne Simmons that's kind of the role that he's going to have to play. He knew that he was going to have to drop the mitts at some point. He didn't wait too long. One only went halfway through game one before uh, answering the bell and i think that it definitely energized the boys the power plays also helped i think it wasn't just the fact that he got into the fight uh you know you you get a 5 on 3 you're you're going to end up scoring and it's going to be dangerous especially with the the Maple Leafs there uh joe thornton he looked a little a little slow for for uh well, I mean, he's 41 years old, so... Yeah, he,
2: uh, you can't say for his age. He's looking pretty good out there for his age, he considering. looked
0: all right. The, the, the problem with me is it's more so uh, the transition game. Like, when they're going up the ice with Matthews and Marner, he's lagging behind, you know, pretty gingerly, and I think I expected that to happen, but, you know, once they got into the zone, they started throwing the puck around, uh, he's got such soft, silky mitts that they can really just put the puck wherever they want onto each other's... Uh, Uh, sticks and away they go. Jimmy Vc ended up scoring a goal. I thought that he was pretty good last night. I would say the one guy who uh, the the new older guy who came in who I didn't like's game was Zach Bogosian. Felt that he was somebody who didn't play too well last night.
1: With uh, Joe Thornton, I want to stick with him a little bit because he allows Sheldon Keefe to split the talent on the power play units. Last year, we know the Leafs' PP1 was dynamic. However, That power play too was anemic. So, do you think that this is the right move splitting up and having Matthews on one and Marner Tavares on another?
0: Still remains to be seen. I think, but towards the end of the the end of the night, we did see them load up on uh, on a power play at one point where I think Wayne Simmons ended up on the point uh, at some point on the power play in a five man unit. But uh, you know, still remains to be seen. Obviously, we saw uh, that second unit come up with a couple of clutch goals last night. Uh, you know, William Nylander getting one, and also it uh, was Tavares also getting himself a power play marker. So uh, I thought that both units looked pretty good. Um, and hopefully that is the case going forward. And the biggest issue I have with with Thornton, not so much an issue, but they're certainly going to have to limit his minutes, and if that means limiting his minutes on the power play, I think that could be a way that they try and do that. And if that's the case, that'll kind of make it a kind of a fluid system between the PP1 and the PP2.
1: We're going to get to the keys of the game. We'll start with Pillsy for that. But one last thing, Mikey, are we going to hear the Leafs whining about getting cross-checked all season, <laughs> or
0: is that just get it out of the way in the first hey, game? Hey, I mean, come on, man. You can't just sit there and start hacking away at everybody. You know, it's not just because it's Austin Matthews. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, if Timmy Superstar over there gets a nice hack from Jake Muzzin tomorrow night, you guys are going to be up in arms. Come on now.
2: Yeah, the Leafs are not going to be happy playing against Eric Goodbranson, who Pierre Dorian said does a lot of good things in front of the net that that aren't (laughs) aren't, uh, breaking any rules, but it's tough to stand in front of the net with Eric Goodbranson. But yeah, you're right. If anyone touches Timmy's superstar, you're going to see Sens fans rioting.
0: Well you talk about oh, Gutty, there's, there's no question. There there's already a, an animosity with him in the Maple Leafs, right? You think back to his days in Vancouver. Uh so there's already quite a rivalry between Erica Branson and now he's gonna see the Maple Leafs nine times this year. Uh, certainly they're gonna be up in his kitchen. He's gonna be hacking away, but hopefully the refs start calling this stuff because if that's the case, then I think uh, Ottawa's gonna be finding himself shorthanded quite a bit. I know we're all big hockey fans here at the Locked On Lease podcast, but what about football? You guys ready? You got college football heading into bowl season, and there's some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season, finishing up with the playoff picture, becoming a little clearer, and there's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. That's the promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You toss 50 bucks into your account, you get 75. That's how it works using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Yeah, well, if it's a situation where they let them play, I think that benefits Ottawa, no doubt. Obviously, adding that physicality in in not only Gabranson and Josh Brown on the back end, but Cedric Paquette, Austin Watts, and the Iceman, among others, up front. Pilsy, if the Sens are going to be successful in their first two games this weekend, how are they going to do it? What are your keys to an Ottawa Senators victory on Friday?
2: Well, it's a goalie-friendly show, hashtag goalie-friendly show, so I got to start at the crease, and... We're going to see is if Matt Murray worth the big ticket that he signed, the trade, bringing him over here. Can he bounce back from the terrible season he had last year? And he's getting the first big test right off the bat. A lot of people are predicting the Leafs are going to be the top team in this division. Why not see them right away and see how that goes? So I think for sure my first initial key to the game is going to be Matt Murray. And I think if he can get a good start, that's going to do massive amounts to his confidence because People forget, sure, he's got two Stanley Cup rings, but this is also a 26 year old guy. Like he's a little bit on a younger scale as far as goaltenders go. So a little bit of confidence to start a season, I think, is going to go a long way here. Do
1: you expect that no matter the outcome on Friday, Marcus Hogberg will get the net on Saturday?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's no sense uh, putting Matt Murray into a back-to-back situation, especially when you have a formidable backup like Marcus Hogberg. Marcus Hogberg is a guy, say what you want about his record, but he keeps his team, the Ottawa Senators, in games that they have no business being in.
1: Yeah, Mikey, fun stat that we dug up on Hogberg in January. He played seven games last year. He had a 926 save percentage and got one win.
0: <laughs> oh man well wow, that's so unfortunate i remember seeing hogs back when he played for the brampton beasts when i was uh calling games nice. for them and uh, i i really liked what i saw he was obviously super raw it was his first year playing over here in north america but i remember just looking at him I Was like that guy is a big big man and uh, I, I was happy to see him succeed within the ottawa um within ottawa and, and now starting nhl games yeah and- i Sorry, go ahead, Pills.
2: Oh, I actually had a chance to interview Marcus Hogberg in Brampton when he was playing for the Beast, and... I can tell you when I was uh, standing beside him, I'm a pretty tall guy, six foot two. He towered over me. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> yes. it was pretty obvious that this guy is uh, from Sweden and that he's born to be a hockey goalie.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, for sure. I think
1: that a lot of sense fans are hoping that one day, maybe there's a, a Jacob Markstrom comparison there with the size and how it took them maybe an extra year or two to, to get their footing. Funny. You got to remember that he's only six months younger than Matt Murray. So there isn't really a discrepancy there. Mikey, are we going to see Jack Campbell in uh, one of these two games? Games, and could it be as soon as tomorrow?
0: That would make the most sense. Uh, I don't think it'll be tomorrow. If anything, it'll be the second leg of the back-to-backs, what we've seen from Anderson over the past you know, five years since he's been here in Toronto, is he prefers to start the first night, um, and then the, the second goalie will go in on the second night. That's just kind of the way that things have, have gone on here in Toronto. I get it. There's kind of a new coaching staff, so maybe a new philosophy, but uh, I'd be surprised to see them start Jack Campbell tomorrow night, but certainly uh, we're ready, and I think he, he'll be set to go on Saturday. Goaltending aside, what is the number one key to a Maple
1: Leafs' victory, both Friday and Saturday night?
0: Well, I just think they got to dictate the game here. Like, they, this is a team that prides himself. Uh, you know, they've got quite a bit of speed and skill. I know that they've gone away from that a little bit, but you look at their superstars, and they're certainly still chock full of it. They got to get off to a quick start. We t- we were talking about it before uh, we started hitting record. Remember last year, the, the season opener, you know, the rink was buzzing. Everybody down at Scotia Bank Arena, nine seconds in, Brady Kachuk opens the scoring and kind of killed all the momentum that the, the, the pregame ceremony had. Had for the Maple Leafs. So I think that they got to get off to a quick start kind of move the puck around too. I think uh, Ottawa is going to be a gritty team. They're going to try and kind of uh, go out there, lay the body, and try and weigh teams down a little bit. If they can move the puck around and, and don't sit still and, and don't get of them a chance to, to lay the body, that should work out pretty well in Toronto's favor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely the way the Leafs are going to win this game is with their speed and skill. And I'll go ahead with my second key of the game, I guess. And that's going to be, speaking of speed and skill of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Senators are going to have to be disciplined. Like, they want to play that tough, uh, dirty, physical game, but you got to toe that line. Like, if they end up taking penalties, and we talked about this earlier – the Toronto Maple Leafs power play is absolutely lethal. And like you said, on both units now, now you get a little more talent to spread around some veteran guys who are really experienced on the power play, like Joe Thornton, any penalty that the Ottawa Senators are going to take is going to be detrimental to their success, especially when you consider of the 10 players who had the most time on ice penalty killing for the Ottawa Senators last season, seven of those guys are no longer with the team. So a lot of these guys are going to have to step up into different roles. Some of these new veterans that they brought in, I'm looking at Erica Branson, Josh Brown. These guys are going to have to step up and play a big role on Ottawa's penalty kill for them to have any success if they do end up taking too many penalties against the Toronto Maple Leafs this weekend.
1: Pilsey, one of the most uh, shocking developments through the end of training camp was the youth movement in the top six of Ottawa, and you're protecting Tim Stutzla, having him with Derek Stepan and Evgeny Dadanov on the right side. However, that leaves your number one forward, Brady Kachuk, playing alongside two rookies. And by all accounts, Drake Batherson, still a rookie, making his way, although he played two extra games, not eligible for the Calder. The average age on that line is just over 21. Are you worried about them going in against such a more experienced, both in playoffs and just? time in the league
2: yeah I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried like Brady Kachuk I mean he's only 21 but he feels like he's a savvy vet in the league and I think if you ask any of the guys on the ice he has their respect and they're often surprised at how strong and how poised and skilled he is out there so Brady Kachuk I'm not worried about it's when you get especially Josh Norris like this is a guy who's coming off just his first pro season last year and mind you winning AHL rookie of the year that's a nice feather in your cap so he's not too helpless out there but it's going to be a big adjustment heading into the NHL and especially when you're a top six guy like he's probably going to be seeing a healthy mix of Matthew Matthews Marner Nylander Tavares all these guys who like you said they may be similar in age but they got a lot more experience on their plate and skill to be honest so I think Drake Batherson's is going to be a big part of that line with his two-way game hopefully that helps uh, clean things up a little but it's going to be real interesting to see how that line fares at least in the first couple games I think give him some time They'll figure it out, but the first game is going to be really telling to see how things start off for the season for these guys.
0: Quick question, is no? Go well, ahead, question for you guys. How how do you expect for DJ Smith to kind of line match these these teams? Because as you mentioned, pretty you know the the depth isn't as as deep, I guess, and it's pretty youthful group there. Like how how do you think that the Sens are going to line match against Toronto's uh, pretty deep squad? Which I think they you know Toronto's got a pretty solid uh, four lines and. I don't know, I I feel like Toronto kind of overruns each and every one of the ones over in Ottawa.
1: Yeah, I think what you're going to see DJ Smith do is rely on Tierney with Connor Brown and Nick Paul as kind of your checking line, and they'll probably go up against the Matthews unit. And then that leaves, what I believe will happen is Tim Stutzel will play most of his time with the man advantage and offensive zone draws. And you're going to see a healthy mix of Cedric Paquette And maybe even Colin White up on a line with Evgeny Dadnov and Derek Stepan. Because usually you would match up Derek Stepan with your number one opponent's line. However, with Tim Stutzel making his NHL debut, I don't think you'll see that every single shift in and out. However, man, if, if Stutzla can, can keep this rolling and he has played against men for an entire year in the DEL and succeeded 34 points in 41 games, like the numbers speak for himself. He's an, uh, he's an agile player. He's going to have no problem getting up and down the ice. And when the puck's on his stick, he's more confident than when it's not. So it's a matter of how comfortable he is without the puck in his own end. Obviously, the smaller dimensions, although they did play on NHL size ice in Edmonton. So he's, he's used to that in the world juniors but he's not playing against switzerland right now he's playing against the toronto maple leafs and i think that we're going to see him protected however you asked who's going to match up and i think that in an important defensive situation it's going to be either tierney's line as it is with paul and connor brown or i see a rotation of wingers up with stepan and dadanov
0: interesting interesting um yeah because i'm i'm just taking a look uh, at what you guys got here. And I think, you kinda, I like your guys' fourth line. You know, adding Cedric Paquette, adding Austin Watson. I see a little bit of grit there, some some veteran leadership. And, and I thought maybe that would have been the line that you would expect to, to kind of play a bit of a shutdown role. But obviously, Connor Brown, very familiar with what he can do being a, a Toronto Maple Leaf for a few seasons. Uh, I, you know, he's clearly somebody who uh, can kind of ring the, uh, answer the bell in that role.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fair, and if, for me, it's just a situation, and Artem Anisimov, by all accounts, came in and earned a job. Like, Colin White might be a healthy scratch tomorrow, and if you had told anyone that at the start of camp, I see Pillsy's already shaking his head. He's got five years left on a deal that pays him 4.75. <laughs> 4. So, everyone's saying that Ottawa doesn't pay players, and then their most committed money guy, they're going to just healthy scratch in the first game of the season. So, that is either the biggest indictment on Colin White or Artem Anisimov is about to score 50 goals in 56 games like there there's no middle ground guys like I don't know what DJ Smith is thinking there we'll see tomorrow however I more see it as as DJ Smith playing in in pairs I think Josh Norris and Drake Batherson are a pair together I think Stepan and Dadanov are a pair same can be said for Tierney and Connor Brown and then The rest will all just be rotated. And I don't think we're going to see a clear cut line combination as we would uh, in terms of what Toronto's going to, going to roll over the boards. I think that you can more or less expect what you're going to get, but with DJ Smith, he's going to have to play to his strengths. The one thing I do know is that the most time on ice will be Thomas Shabbat surprise, surprise led the entire national hockey league in ice time last year. And Erica Branson, the aforementioned earlier in this conversation, he's going to be on his right side. And if you followed the Canucks or the Florida Panthers back in the day, maybe you're cringing at that a little. But when he got traded to Anaheim, he was paired with uh, Cam Fowler and did a fantastic job there. Uh, Really just letting Cam Fowler play his style of game, carry the puck. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. My X factor going to the weekend, and I want both of yours after, is going to be – Christian will because something he's already the second most talented defenseman on this blue line. And Mikey, he would have been on this team last year. He tore his shoulder second day of training camp and he missed the entire year, played nine games in Belleville, never got the ball rolling, but this is a national champion in the NCAA with the Nodak sends before they really loaded up on prospects there. And his, his trajectory was just skyrocketing. He had a great rookie season in Belleville. And now is his time to prove in a contract year, his first real opportunity in the NHL. He needs to come out from game one. And he had two goals and another one in the overtime that they just played for fun in the scrimmage in Ottawa. And he was on the team that was mostly AHLer. So he's going against an NHL lineup there and yes, it's a scrimmage, but he earned his way into the top 4 and he's going to start with Zaitsev. I see him more playing with Josh Brown, but he's a guy who I'm going to be watching. Pillsy, we'll get yours before we get the Leafs angle. So who are you keeping as your X factor this weekend for the Sens?
2: Well, I'm going to take the big story and the low-hanging fruit because we had to suffer at the fate of Austin Matthews scoring four goals in his NHL debut against us years ago. So I'm taking, we're going to, it's going to be a whole switcheroo. The hockey gods are going to shine upon the Ottawa Senators finally after a dark cloud over us for years. And Timmy Superstar Stutzla is going to come in against the Toronto Maple Leafs in his NHL debut on his 19th birthday, nonetheless. And I think he's going to have one hell of a game. Is he going to score four goals? Hopefully, but I'm not going to put that big expectation on him right away. I take the win.
1: I take the win over the four goals.
2: Yeah. We'll take the W (laughs) this time. That sounds good to me. But I think, if Timmy Stutzla can have a big coming out party, I think, like I said with Matt Murray, this is a young guy who, if you can get some confidence off the bat, you're going to roll yourself into a nice season here.
0: Yeah, I think for 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 the Maple Leafs, there's there's a couple of things here that uh, that I really want to see happening, but uh, I think that. Sheldon Keep kind of needs to keep this lineup fresh, right? They've they've got a lot of a lot of turnover and, and some veterans in the lineup here, and I expect on the on night two of a back to back, just kind of get some of those guys on the taxi squad a shot. Like somebody like Nick Robertson, uh, I think, could come in, maybe spell Jumbo or Wayne Simmons on one of those nights, uh, give them a bit of a breather, and hopefully a guy like Nick Robertson gets in, looks good, and kind of just keeps the lineup fresh. Uh, but for me, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit before. I just think it's going to be the goaltending, and that's always going to be an X-factor here in Toronto. I think Freddie Anderson is really the X-factor for this team because they have the offense that can go out there and score, and, and score more goals than most teams. The question is, can Freddie Anderson stop goals from being scored on him? Um, and it's been a little inconsistent there. Uh, I think he's going to start night one. Campbell will probably start night two, like I said, but you know they'll both need to be on their A game. I think Ottawa is, uh, is, is a better team than people are giving them credit for. I think that this is a team that's going to be tough to play against every single night, and Ottawa has some pests in that lineup that'll try and kind of throw them off their game. They'll go hard to the net. They'll give a couple of snow showers and get up in their kitchen, and I think as long as Freddie and Jack Campbell can kind of stay calm and cool and, and just stop pucks, I think the Leafs will be just fine. So,
1: just to clarify, no more Mike Babcock, so Jason Spezza will not be a healthy scratch in his homecoming
2: to Ottawa.
0: Probably not, no. I <laughs> I expect Jason Spezza to be in the lineup this weekend. Well, well that means he
2: must have been working on his penalty kill, because that was the only thing keeping him out of the lineup <laughs> last time, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly, even though he never played on the penalty kill, but...
1: I think it was like a minute all season. What a <laughs> what a joke. Well, he's uh, seen
0: the Battle of Ontario
1: quite often from the Ottawa perspective. I think once last year, he still got in the lineup. He said they played twice before the pause. So he did get one under his belt, but it's the 148th and 149th Battle of Ontario. is right now the regular season series in favor of the Ottawa Senators, 64, 46, 3, and 10. And we do not have to talk about the playoffs, but what we will do is talk next week Mikey, we got to catch up after and really see how this all played out because the weight has been excruciating. It's time to drop the puck, and what better way than with a Battle of Ontario? So make sure you follow Mikey Stefano at Locked On Leafs, Brandon Piller and I at Sen Central. And make sure that you're cheering for the right team this
0: weekend, because all the fans in the building finally will. You mean the Maple Leafs? <laughs> Had to get that last little jab in there. Uh, All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with the boys over on Locked On Sends. It's always fun to chat with them. Good group of dudes. Good couple guys over there. Um, My final prediction, though, for tonight's game, I do believe that the Maple Leafs will end up getting the victory. I think that they'll win it pretty handily. I think that this is, we're thinking, probably a a 5-1, 5-2 hockey game tonight. And then maybe it's a little tighter with a a 3-1, 3-2 overtime game. Perhaps um, in night two, but I, I would be—I'll go out on a limb here and say that I think that the Maple Leafs will come out with a series sweep tonight and and over the weekend and come away with a full four points, and that's going to be huge en route to uh for this fifty-six game season. Start the year off three and zero, full six out of six. Can't ask for anything better for the first opening week of the season. All right, that's going to do it for us here today, folks. Uh, thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. And enjoy the weekend, folks. Enjoy the games Leafs sends. It's going to be a fun one. I'll be back to recap. This game on Monday, but until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.